Okie dokie, folks. Welcome to the Roots Report podcast, presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Providence Brewing Company, the Rhode Island Blood Center, Providence Ballet Theater, Trinity Brewhouse, CIC Providence, and R1 Indoor Karting. I am your host, John Fusick. Today, we have Mike Dawes. Mike is a modern fingerstyle guitarist who performs solo or with Justin Haywood of the Moody Blues. Dawes will be performing his solo show at the Narrow Center for the Arts on Friday. February 28th.
hi, it's Mike. Uh, how are you doing? Good hi, to speak how are you? you. Um, yeah, pleasure to speak to you. Thanks for making the time. Oh, no problem. So where are you at now? Well, I'm in Florida right now. I'm out with Justin Hayward the Moody Blues, and uh, we're just on our way down to Fort Lauderdale. Just pulled over in a, in a little town called Mims, uh, which I've never heard of, but we're by a barbecue joint and some trucks. Oh. That's all I can describe. <laughs> How did you hook up with Justin? Uh, well, uh, Justin actually emailed me about, you know, it's funny, I, I actually said this on stage last night in Pontevedra. It's been 10 years since I've been working with Justin. So 10 years ago, he emailed me just saying, literally, my name's Justin Haywood. I'm, I'm putting a band together for a small tour of the US, and uh, would you like to be in my band? And of course, I said yes. And uh, 10 years later, we're still out here touring, and I still get to play nights in White Staffen every night. And it's, a, it's a real privilege. Wow, that's 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 very cool, because Justin is a, is a legend. I mean, the Moody Blues are a legendary band. I mean, they've got that all those great hits. Absolutely, yeah. It's always a learning experience playing with Justin, because uh, when we do rehearsals, funny he he has such an amazing ear for arrangement you know and uh the tour we're on is a four piece so we have myself justin a flute player and a keyboard player and uh, so the songs are obviously arranged differently and he, he he's very specific about what he wants uh, I, i've got to know him pretty well over the years it's just a joy it's an educational experience and it's fun as well cool i haven't seen justin solo i've i've seen the moody blues many times with back in the day I've, yeah. I've seen john i've talked to john lodge a few times and uh uh but justin i don't know i haven't hooked up with him for some reason oh well well there's there's still time i'm sure we'll be on the east coast soon yeah i hope so because i would like to see him solo i i miss seeing the uh hearing nights in white satin i haven't heard that song I actually I actually play that song by myself uh i'm a musician as well and i i cover that oh, cool. song from time to time and i play the flute part on the harmonica very cool very cool very cool <laughs> uh, i'm sure he'd like to hear that he always really appreciates it when people cover things and do interesting things we actually uh our, our guitar tech on this run chris repair is actually the guitar tech for billy strings as well oh, really? uh, and uh billy, uh billy did a version of nights and white satin for a special show a few weeks ago so he was playing us the audio and justin loved it it's great he really appreciates that kind of thing as do we all you know oh cool that's uh interesting so you're going to be at the narrows uh in a week or so in fall river yeah absolutely are you shooting off the tour just to play this show, or are you done with the tour with Justin? Well, with yeah, well, I end with Justin on February the third. We're actually doing a co-headline with Dave Mason uh, down in Orlando, uh, and then I'm going to shoot up to the East Coast, the, the Upper East Coast, you know, the cold state <laughs> where you need a jacket. Um, and I'm doing my this is actually my very first headline tour of the of the East Coast specifically um, as a British guitar player coming over and getting to play. I've been opening for Justin for years. I I go out opening for Tommy Emmanuel, and I've done a few headline tours on the West Coast, but this will be my first headline tour, and the, the, and the Fall River show uh, will be the second show of the tour. No, I believe it's the fourth show of the tour, excuse me, um, on the 11th uh, of February, and I'll be bringing uh, Trevor Gordon Hall to open the show, a wonderful guitar player from Philadelphia, uh, who I love. So he, he's been a long-time kind of touring partner of myself, opening up some shows, and uh, I'm really excited because I've played the Narrow Center a bunch of times with Justin. I've played with uh, Yasmin Williams as well. We did a little co-headline, and, uh, and it'll be my first time doing a full headline and uh it's a lot of fun like the wonderful venue wonderful people and it's a wonderful part of the world as well oh no i love the narrows i've played there about a dozen times already it's one of my favorite venues to play great yeah yeah really, great. really great place to play and uh, uh, a lot lots of places around there you know i mean massachusetts you know as well as some great venues you know natick all of those spots like that these kind of runs you know we have a lot of places in maryland you know the ram's head in annapolis it makes a really really nice circuit for acoustic music and uh, the audience that likes to go to these places is really respectful of acoustic music which i obviously appreciate as an acoustic guitar player it's your story is kind of similar to another uh fellow brit uh paul bielatovitz do you know him 
I don't actually know, but I'm always looking for British people to meet on the road. So <laughs> he actually tip. lives in um, New Bedford, I believe, which is right next to Fall River. Okay. He he plays with Carl Palmer. Oh, very cool. Okay, and he's uh, he does. I think he might be on the road right now. He does a uh, a show where he he has written an entire score to the silent 1922 silent film Nosferatu. Oh wow! And he he's it's it's very cool. I saw him do it last year, but he's uh but he's the guitarist with Carl Palmer when they do the the ELP uh, Legacy Tour, and he he okay, cool. he moved to the United States, but he he's an amazing guitar player, and he's uh, that's what made me think of your story, made me think of him as well. So you might want to hook up with him at some point because he's a great player. And, Fantastic! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, a lot of these guys we we meet on these cruise festivals. Like we're doing uh, on the Blue, which is an offshoot of the Moody Blues Cruise, uh, where Justin's headlining. We're out with like Alan Parson, you know, the Zombies and, and bands like that, and a lot of the guitar players do their own solo shows as well so it's always fun it's a nice little scene but i mean i've been playing solo all over the planet for like the past 10 years but you know it's, it's quite hard as a brit to play in the states as a soloist just because it's this it's sort of this big undertaking of paperwork you know and 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 all of that and it's quite quite a commitment to fly across the atlantic to a land where the guitar is so respected you know the instrument's so respected but there's so many incredible players you know it's almost quite nerve-wracking playing to an american audience but fortunately through justin and being able to play with tommy emmanuel in fact tommy emmanuel and I released an EP last year. Um, it's been it's been a joy to be introduced to that scene and been received so warmly, you know. So it really is. Every show is a joy over here. It's my favorite country in the world to play in, and I think the East Coast is probably my favorite part of the country to play in. So it's yeah, going to be a fun run. Tom Emanuel's played around here quite a few times. He he does well in this area as well. But I'm surprised. Yeah. I, I'm surprised. I usually I, I usually find the exact opposite when I talk to people. Is that European audience European audiences tend to be uh, more receptive to music than American audiences they uh, that's interesting because a lot of people I know who've played in the United States go to the UK or not not necessarily the UK but the EU and find yeah. better audiences out there than around here interesting thing you know you, you, the old saying you, you're never a hero in your hometown yeah, you know, maybe maybe the fact that I have an English accent helps I don't know but uh, <laughs> you know I, it's the wild west over here as far as I'm concerned and uh, I like that you know I grew up playing in bars where I had to kind of like tame the, the drunk guy at the back of the room you know oh yeah I know that all too well <laughs> yeah yeah but but over here, you know, I embrace that kind of the loud whooping. You know, I always make I make a joke at shows sometimes that English audiences don't whoop and holler in the same way that they do over here. So, you know, it's great. It's like being in a stadium rock band when I'm playing in an acoustic venue over here in terms of the audience response, just the energy. And that's what I really want to try and bring to the show is my show is not just a, it's not like a sit down and watch a guy play a guitar show. It's not that at all. It's a full-on energetic kind of production, you know. I always try and reach the people who the guitar players like to bring with them so that everyone goes away entertained. That's a, a huge thing I, I learned from playing in the bars in England, but also playing with, with Tommy, you know. I mean, Tommy is a show for everyone, and that's why we get on so well. We both have the same kind of mission statement, which is we want to uh, just destroy the room every night, you know, with our show. And that's, that's the goal, and the acoustic guitar is our weapon. Whereabouts the in the UK do you come from? So I'm, I'm, I was born and currently living in a place called Bristol. Oh, okay. Southwest. Yeah, yeah. I tell people you go to London, you turn left, and you keep going till you reach the end. That's Bristol, and it's a it's a pirate town, which uh, makes sense for a traveling troubadour to be produced from there because it's where Blackbeard the pirate was from. Ah, so uh, lots cool. of lots of questing and voyaging. Yeah, my local pub 
the hatchet was uh, established in about 1400. Wow. So uh, it's uh, substantially older than your country, actually. Well, that's... <laughs> it's that... a, lot of, a lot of history over there. Yeah, that's what I like. I've, I've been out to the UK a couple of times, and uh, I love it yeah. out there. I have some friends out there, and uh, uh, one of the things I did notice is that, you know, you, you go down the street and there's a thousand-year-old church, and it's just there. It's doesn't, you know, it's just yeah. a church, that's a th but it happens to be a thousand years old, and, you know, at the edge of a corner of a shopping center, there's the remnants of a castle. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah, like it's that fun. around here. I, I like, yeah. yeah, but, you know, I, I really do love all the little intricacies and, and, and subtleties and nuances of all the different cultures all over the world by traveling with an acoustic guitar is such a great way to see all of that you know i remember a few years ago i went over and i ended up playing on the great wall of china wow. you know which is something that no kid from bristol really gets to do and, right, and right. the same thing's true of being able to to play my own music and my arrangements to an audience you know fall river for example it's like i don't know anyone back from back home that has been to these places so it's it's really a privilege and uh, i do want to reiterate as well that the audiences that come to live shows in America are just the best. You, you guys are just so respectful when you, you need to be, but you're loud when you need to be, and supportive when you need to be. It's, it's great. So, yeah, really looking forward to this run. It's, it's going to be a really nice way to kick off kick off the year uh, after this little Florida thing with Justin Hayward. So I noticed that you had some music in Better Call Saul on TV. I've, I've just binged that series this week. I binged the... I'm on, oh, that's fun. I actually just... I have to rewatch the last episode because I fell asleep watching it last night, but I've been kind of laid up with bronchitis and i've been you know that's why i'm intermittently coughing so i'm kind of like drugged out to try and help me get through this but i've i've had a oh i'm sorry to tough that. couple sorry of weeks well you, you sound you sound as fit as a fiddle uh, so it's well, working whatever you're doing i've had to cancel all my january gigs because i can't really sing without the more it's it's not bad this time of day but as the night day progresses i can't talk and it's pretty tough so i have had to cancel all my I'm gigs sorry. but i just watched better call saw and it's just funny that like up until you know a few days ago i had no clue about it now i just am talking to somebody who had music in it which is kind of cool <laughs> that's fun yeah that well that was me uh that was a little co-write little session uh with an artist who i've known for many many years so you know it's not my original thing it's kind of a collab and uh, somewhere in season three is hidden you might recognize it if you if you know my style but um but yeah it's in there somewhere i couldn't tell you the exact episode or timestamp but it's a great show great show and all those kind of things so cool to be a part of you know it's always nice to have something on netflix oh you know? yes yes it is so your style is you know you're an instrumentalist and you use a lot of tapping and kind of like you know the tapping on the strings like van halen eddie van halen yeah. style and in fact i saw you do a uh a cover version of Jump, which was kind of cool. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it, that was a fun one. That was a fun one to do, actually, because I did it as a tribute to, to Eddie after he passed away, but actually Wolfgang, his son, Wolfgang Van Halen, uh, hit me up on Instagram and, and, and shared how much he enjoyed it, and that really meant a lot, you know. But the style is really trying to perform all the multiple parts simultaneously on one instrument, even down to the percussion, you know. The acoustic guitar is a hollow box with strings essentially so it can be manipulated in all these weird and wonderful ways and, and one of the reasons i like coming to venues like the marrows for example is they are quite intimate so people can really get up close and see what's going on mm. and, and in some cases they can even hear the acoustic guitar pre-amplification if they're right up by the stage you know right some uh, people have really even just unplugged at, at the marrows exactly. some fact, you people know have unplugged yeah. and just stepped off the yeah. stage and played which and then you can exactly. hear a pin drop. I, I might do the same yeah, yeah I, I might do the same actually I, I, I do that if the venue suit for sure and it's, it's a really interesting style that was really born out of not knowing many musicians growing up and yet being a control freak over my own musical <laughs> creative output. And, you know, if you want something done right, do it yourself, right? Mm. Um, so 
during the show, I actually break down what's going on and give people a real guitar lesson, you know, give people a lesson how to play this kind of stuff. And, and also on the merch table, there's all these tuition materials and things that will hopefully get people out of there playing ruts if they're interested in trying something new. But a lot of people like to film what I'm doing and then they can slow it down on their phones later and try, try and give it a go. But there's lots of alternate tunings, all kinds of guitar pedals, all kinds of craziness. It's like stepping into a lab or a laboratory or something like that. <laughs> a mad chemist. So um, that you you performed that song, somebody I used to know. Did you ever see the, the band Walk Off the Earth do their version of that? I did, yeah. That's actually what inspired my version because uh, I was in a little bit of a funk about you know, 11 years ago when I did this and uh, my sister sent me a link to that video and she said, I bet you can't do all of that all at once as just you, you know? Because the Walk Off the Earth version is five people playing it on one guitar. Right, So right. I tried to take that as a challenge to try and do all the five parts on one guitar live as a single person. So, And I'm very blessed that when I put that online, the original artist, Gautier, reached out. He invited me to his studio in Australia. We went down there and tracked some guitars. We've been friends ever since, you know? So uh, music really does bring people together. And, it, you know, the greatest compliment you can get is to, 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 to receive nice positive feedback from the original songwriter if you're covering that song you know it doesn't really get better than that so oh, that's i've been very blessed in many capacities yeah very blessed to have become friends with uh with gotcha or wally as his birth name is walter uh wonderful guy an amazing songwriter and that's that's very interesting that you can do all those parts simultaneously as opposed to taking the five people because it's really it's really interesting how they do that i've seen them do quite a few songs with that with that technique it's it's mm. It's a very interesting process, and to be able to do it all by yourself—that's that's quite the undertaking. I mean, that's you, you've got to have. Well, you have to come and see it live. Have to come and see it live. Well, I'm hoping done. I can get to the show. I, I really <laughs> am hoping I can get to the show. I have to see. I mean, at this point, after having to cancel my whole month of uh, gigs, I got to watch out with what I got I left. Know. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I hope, I hope you get better soon. That's yeah. Thank you. It's it's not fun. How what do you what other songs have you covered that uh, do you record these songs on albums these cover songs or you just put YouTube videos out on them oh absolutely no they're all on my records uh, I have three albums out now and actually I'm promoting my most recent one which is a live album live in the USA which is uh, a lot of fun I've covered you know uh, there's lots of originals but I've done Metallica Stevie Wonder John Mayer a whole smorgasbord of these and originals as well and um, I like to mix things up in the set as well so uh, who knows what will what will come out uh, songs people recognize maybe some songs people don't recognize you know some cover songs from artists that i i like or i'm friends with but perhaps aren't mainstream artists so it's another nice vehicle to promote just good music you know so what was the uh, the process of you becoming a guitar player when did you start how did it what inspired you and what took you on your journey to become guitarist extraordinaire well extraordinaire is a, is a word reserved for my mother um, <laughs> that's about it but uh, it, I mean, my, my my dad's a trumpet player, and uh, and I started just being transfixed by the movie The Blues Brothers, if you can believe that, uh -oh. um, the music in that. But uh, I, I started on keyboards, was led to the guitar. Uh, I, I moved around a lot as a kid. I moved around the country. My dad had a lot of different jobs, so I was absorbing all these different influences and cultures from different areas of the United Kingdom. For example, Celtic music became a big part as as I headed west, um, and it all kind of came came to the guitar in the end uh, I moved to a new school the cool kid at school had a guitar I wanted to fit in so I decided to, to take on the guitar but as soon as I was able to get that first note you know it takes a while on the guitar cause it's quite painful at first but oh, when you yes. get that first I note know. <laughs> yeah the 
the feeling was I was I was an addict. I was instantly an addict. So it's been a, it's been a, a a loving relationship ever since, and I've I've never been without it. Last year I actually did 222 shows in 2022, which is a lot of shows. Oh so yeah, yeah, that is. <laughs> so yeah, a testament to the joy it brings. And with each show comes a new lesson, some more education. I like to improve and. Uh, whatever I end up playing on February the 11th at the Narrows will be a snapshot into where I'm at at that moment. Yeah, I really hope people enjoy the ride. It's funny you brought up the Blues Brothers as an inspiration because I talked to Robert Cray the other day, blues guitar player Robert Cray, and we had talked about, it was a little bit of trivia that I noticed about him is that he had played in the movie Animal House. He was in the band in Animal House, and then he told me the story of how one of the guys that was in that band or worked with him got the air of John Belushi and they talked, and that was the inspiration for the Blues Brothers. He got into the music of the guy he was talking to, and that is what created the Blues Brothers is that conversation that he had. Just, That's amazing. It is. It's it, it's interesting how these progressions happen and how things, you know, you don't realize this and you hear these backstories and you hear all these interesting things that that uh, never happen. And uh, so, besides the Blues Brothers, who were inspirations for you musically? Well, you know, it, once I got into the guitar, I became really into the music of people like actually like Tommy Emmanuel and, and Michael Hedges, the late, great Michael Hedges, you know? Mm. I used to uh, listen to him a long influence. time ago. Yeah, he, he was a big influence. Um, uh, and then peers that came later who have become friends and collaborated, people like Andy McKee uh, from Topeka, Kansas, who has been kind of carrying the torch of Michael's music all around the world. I you know I'm 33 years old, so I'm not quite the YouTube generation, but I, I was there when it began, you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of those early artists that you saw kind of pop off on there were, were definitely inspiring to me. But How about a, a lot Ackerman, of William a lot of rock. Oops, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. And I Leo Kotke. Yeah, absolutely. The whole Wyndham Hill scene, all of that. I mean, it didn't really make it in a big way to the UK, but because of things like YouTube and the internet, I was able to access that, and it became very inspiring. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, YouTube has been uh, uh, it's been a blessing and a curse, I think, uh, as far as. Uh, finding people because it on one hand it introduces you to a lot of great music and you get to watch a lot of like i i find myself going down memory lane and going down the rabbit yeah. hole of watching old music that i really like that i never saw videos for these bands that i used to love but on the other hand it gives us justin bieber and stuff like that who you know becomes internet sensations and are thrust into the uh the limelight and a lot of these new artists uh, even comedians are thrust into the limelight with no real performance experience and not really you know they sit in their bedroom record a couple of videos and become famous and you know they've they there's not a lot of substance there's some artists out there with not a lot of substance behind them and that's you know that's the the kind of double-edged sword i think well you know a lot of personal taste i mean you know justin bieber is not made for your tastes and my tastes you know but it's made for you know a lot of young kids and 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 that's the stuff you know it wouldn't that kind of stuff wouldn't be as big as it is if people weren't listening to it and enjoying it you know you can't you, you, you i always say you can you can trick people into clicking on something you can't really trick someone into becoming a fan long term you know and if any artist is out there filling a stadium for a decade you know then then there's there's, there's always something there it's just something that's perhaps you know uh, to a different taste i mean my personal taste is the craft of an instrument specifically and being able to coax out what comes from my head to my heart to my fingers to the guitar and then out out the pa you know and, and and i happen to also be a huge fan of live music and when i say live music i truly mean live there's no backing tracks there's no right yeah, it really that's, is that's completely live yeah that's that's definitely uh my personal taste and 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 it is super inspiring when you can see people on youtube play live you know 
you know, if, if obviously you can make anything on a laptop nowadays, but there's something about someone who's learned a real instrument and you can feel those vibrations in a room that, that is special. And I definitely hope that uh, we as a culture don't lose our appetite for that because it is something that's special. Oh, uh, well, and, I, and I hope that it's, uh, I hope that it's supported, especially in the live, live arena. Oh, no, I agree. I mean, I mean, being a guitar player myself, it's just, you know, the nuances that people put into their performance, it's just, it's lost in today because a lot of stuff is this pre-programmed computer-driven music that doesn't have the nuances. It's digitally sampled and, you know, especially in an instrument like the guitar, you're hearing these little nuances that you that you can't get with a digitally constructed song because you get the sliding of the fingers on the wound strings and the, the little yeah. bang of the uh, of the the top of the guitar that might not be uh intentional but it adds to something yeah. and, and the sound of the fingers or the plectrum on on the strings yeah all these kind of little sounds that you wouldn't hear otherwise and that that is all encompassed into uh you know into a performance and a lot of people don't a lot of people who aren't used to hearing that they don't miss it because they don't understand it but even a mistake even if you blow a note the recovery from that note is just as perfect as if you played it perfectly because it it's, adds to it. Yeah, a lot of it's, uh, you know, capturing the moment. You know, when I did the record with Tommy, we worked with a producer that was very much into capturing those, you know, as you say, not necessarily, not necessarily mistakes, but the noise, and the, um, you know, the ambience and, and the, you know, the, the sound of the chair squeaking, the sound of the fret squeaking, all of that stuff, you know, and, and, and the result was great, you know, the result was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's to me what makes a performance and capturing it like i've heard lots of recordings with all those kind of little sounds in there that i i look forward to because it makes it an experience as opposed to a, a clinical representation of something yeah absolutely um john i must just say um because we're on the road right now we, we've had to start moving so oh that's we're, no we're going to be heading through the woods heading through the sticks in florida and um i, I don't know how, how reliable the signal is going to be no that's good i, I, I apologize that i i can't keep talking but um because uh, i might cut out at any moment but it's been a joy to talk to you and thanks for connecting oh no thank you for calling and uh, i look forward hopefully i can get to see you awesome john wicked well thanks for your help I appreciate the opportunity and I'll see you soon hopefully. Thank you very much for calling it. Bye bye.
Okie dokie. Thanks to Mike Dawes for being part of this episode of the Roots Report podcast. Mike Dawes will be at the Narrow Center for the Arts on February 11th. For more, purr and sway over to narrowcenter.org. The Roots Report podcast is presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Providence Brewing Company, the Rhode Island Blood Center, Providence Ballet Theater, Trinity Brewhouse, CIC Providence, and R1 Indoor Karting. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.